um, yeah, so the sound on this, I don't know. Here, we're going to try. Okay. So this is about how That's much I talk. Perfect. Great. And if you can just treat them, I, see, you're a profesh. You know what you're doing. But if I you can just love treat a microphone. It, okay, great. That's perfect because I'm not hearing any feedback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm going to move this closer because I can't hear. I'm doing great. This is really professional, Eric. This is your fall. most professional interview you've ever had in your I'm life. I'm into it. Okay, great. Okay. Okay, now we're going to do the intro. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky ones that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I am currently working at a very busy and very popular nightclub in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me that you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, Eric Kropp, to quote what the internets have to say about this gorgeous man sitting in front of me. Eric Michael Kropp is a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles, California. After graduating from AMDA in NYC, Eric made his Broadway debut in the revival of Godspell at Circle in the Square. After moving to Los Angeles, he quickly broke into the music scene doing backup vocals for James Corden in the movie Peter Rabbit. That's so cool. And working with Grammy-winning pop producer Greg Kirsten. Eric writes with renowned songwriters Derek Greger and Selda Sahin and has a popular jazz duo with Grammy-nominated musician Erica Von Kleist. He has performed literally all over the world, and you can get his original music on iTunes and Spotify. Now, I better know Eric from hearing him sing at a club on the Sunset Strip in West Hollywood, and after I heard him, I told him he couldn't sing and ran <laughs> up to him and told him I had to have him on my podcast. Hi, Eric. Hey. hey thank Fun. you for being here. I'm so excited. So I talked to Eric, and I was like, hey, have you ever worked in customer service, and what's the deal? And the first thing he said to me was... Yes, and I was fired for not smiling enough in between tables. And I was like, stop talking. I have to have you on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eric, take it away. Please tell me about you. Hi. Hi. Okay, okay. so I'm 33. I do not work in customer service anymore, unless you consider singing at weddings customer service. (laughs) Oh, I kind of do, and I have to hear about it. (laughs) Oh, I I have. Oh, I have a really good story about that. Yeah. And I record at home, and I haven't had to wait tables since 2000. Let's see, Hurricane Sandy. Holy 2011? Holy. 2012, maybe? Okay. Yeah. So it's been seven years. Yay. Oh, wait. I did bus tables in Montana. That's a, that's a, that was more for fun, though. For fun? Yeah. It came with free sake. Oh. It's only <laughs> four hour shifts. And did you just do it to like kill time? So my friend owned the sushi restaurant. I'm, I escaped New York City and I moved to Montana for almost two years. Okay. And uh, my friend owned a sushi restaurant and I was like, I'll come in and bus tables and be like unknown and just I, like not care about anything. And <laughs> I love it so much. Really fun. Okay. So are you from Montana then or where are you from? I'm from San Jose, California and I moved to New York city when I was 19 and I lived there till I was 29. And then, uh, to cleanse myself of the negativity of a city that does not suit your needs anymore. I moved to Montana And then I lived there for almost two years. And I I went there because I I got a theater gig out there in 2010. And I just kept going back and fell in love with all the people. And the beer is really cheap. And it's $4 (laughs) for a whiskey shot. And they at that time, it was legal marijuana. And I had friends with a hookup. So it was was a really fun time. All good things. (laughs) So you did 10 years in New York. Yeah. So what was that like? Oh, boy. I was in school for a year and a half. It was a two-year program. I finished early, and then I left, and I did cruise ships for a couple of years, which was crazy. Oh, please tell me why. I got fired from those. It's basically <laughs> um, prison. <laughs> That's like the worst. It's not for like prison at all. Um, Wait, but why do you say that? I was in a windowless room Mm-mm. with a roommate Mm-mm. in a bunk bed. Oh, that's giving me anxiety. I couldn't do it. Couldn't leave the room without a particular uniform on, without shaving. Couldn't mingle with guests, really. We were watched like hawks and there was like this, there's a crazy like at sea like hierarchy. So basically whatever the captain says goes. What? Like no matter what. So like if the captain's mad at you. Maritime you... law. is like basically like whatever they want to say or do like are you so what would it like if the captain was mad at you in particular would something like would there be retribution so yeah yeah Get yeah out. you're not allowed to be above 0.08 at any given time which is one beer a beer for an hour single beer one beer or one shot and, and you're on a cruise 
cruise. Yeah, you're on a cruise and the crew bar serves you alcohol and the drinks are a dollar. And I was 21. Come on. Yeah. They pump you full of liquor. <laughs> and then punish you, you for it. And then put you in a windowless room oh. and then wonder why you're acting crazy. Because <laughs> you were probably going crazy. I was going insane so wait would you be able to go onto land and stuff like would you be yes able to, you oh, would be yeah yeah okay and that was that was fun um but i also like i shot right i dated like oh, the yeah. other production singer can't both do it times and we were just you know our frontal lobes were not even fully developed <laughs> just not mature at all but getting fired from that was the greatest thing ever i got breathalyzed and that's how you got fired yeah oh. i was point one six which is two beers right no i mean more than two i beers. was pretty drunk okay i don't know what the <laughs> way to tell on yourself but i had three days to pack because we were in between fiji and sydney australia and oh. i was like oh i'm probably gonna get fired i should pack because you have a captain's hearing and this goes back to the captain has final say over everything you have a captain's hearing at like 6 a.m the morning that you're in port Oh my God. And they tell you then if you fired or if you get to stay. And I was like, I may as well pack because it's easier to unpack than it is to have like a half an hour to pack my shit. Oh my God. So I packed and I, he basically said, we're going to let you go. And I, he said, do you have anything to say? And I said, well, I already packed. So that's good. (laughs) And, um, did you really say that? Yes. (laughs) So that's good. (laughs) And I said, I, I, I did, I asked to stay because there's only three weeks left of my six and a half month contract. Do you not get like paid out or something if you don't write out the whole contract? Thing is, I well, you don't get a bonus. Oh, okay, okay. Because a lot of people end up quitting or get fired because they go crazy. Because they go insane. But I did get the rest of my pay for the week, and I got my flights take like were taken care of. So you were like, "This is double bonus," and I'm happy it was to get double out of here. bonus. I needed to get off that boat anyways. It's what got me back to New York, and it got me like my manager, and I was available for the show, and I got my first audition, and then I was like, then I was a professional Rolling. actor, and it was like steamrolled. From there. So San Jose to New York. You mm-hmm. go to New York for mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You're there for a year and a half. You get booked on the cruises. You do the cruises for, for a year. Two years. Two years. With six months off in between. Where okay. I had my first host job. Hosting like? Hosting a restaurant. So okay. um, my first restaurant job was in between and it was I had to like wear a suit every day and I was like really broke and I'm like why am I spending all this money on this suit and I was like the host host I want to keep wanting to say hostess I was the hostess um, (laughs) at the MoMA at this really fancy like five-star restaurant there's um, a five-star restaurant in the middle of a museum called the modern oh that's clever so the modern it's beautiful and like the drinks were like rose petals and gold and I can't and like everything every the, ingredient. the plates were like really tiny and seven million dollars and I would do reservations and like Sarah Jessica Parker would come in and Tom Hanks and Martha Stewart was there and like I sat like the prince of some country once and he handed me a hundred dollars for the mater d and I was like yeah, I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's my money. But now. since I have like permanent guilt, I uh, I spend it on all my friends. So. Oh, that's nice. So, that's yeah. nice. We're going out for drinks. <laughs> okay, so you money's fake. <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> oh God, if that were true. So you're hosting there. You're like working from there. What mm. made you eventually be like New York? I'm out. I'm coming to LA. Was partly a boy. Not I got happened. an offer. They put us on this. We were already kind of dating and they put us on the same boat. And then he broke up with me two days after we got to rehearsals. Oh, so you were like, I'm not going to finish out the contract or did you? No, just, you ended up just doing it. It's oh, like, oh, oh, well, super painful. And then you were like, screw New York. I'm out. I'm coming to LA. No, then I'm like, then I went back to New York and I was like, I need to get on Broadway. And I ended up getting a job as a cocktail waiter after this is after I got fired. I was a cocktail waiter at this dive bar called pieces okay. in the village. This dive gay bar and that was all under the table Mm. i don't care if they get in trouble um (laughs) you should (laughs) so you were paid like you weren't even paid hourly it was all just like cash it was cash tips only i don't think i was paid hourly at all no so so you weren't even they didn't even acknowledge that they had employees it was just like here's some cash yeah holy shit well it's cash only bar oh they were doing all kinds of things Uh did you ever see stuff in the back where you were like they're doing more than serving beer no oh the, like the back room no like were you like this <laughs> we're gonna move past that okay great so you worked at pieces and then where i worked at pieces and it was pretty much average like i get a dollar tip a drink so i hustled i made pretty good money i had a nickname there called juicy booty because um <laughs> men are horrible and disgusting and uh, he said it y'all he said it i said it <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a really interesting job. I got fired from that job. I worked there for nine months. And how do they fire you from a job that you don't exist in? Like you're a ghost. Well, they say, don't come back. Ah, Oh, it's that easy. (laughs) And you're like, okay, can I file for unemployment? They're like, you never existed. Sure. (laughs) Sure can't. I worked it was Pride Weekend, and if you know where Pieces is, it's on the Pride route in New York City. So it's Gangbusters on it Pride is, Weekend. It is a mess. There's like a cover. There's people like they're like girls pee in the urinals. It's like insane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I closed the Saturday before Pride. Pride's on a Sunday, and then they wanted me back in at 11 a.m. And in New York that's City, open. That sucks. Bars close at 4 a.m. No, so that sucks so hard. You get home at 5:30. You're not in bed till seven. You're, You're not in bed till seven, trying to wind down. Yeah. And then I got there at like 1130, worked 14 hours. No. And then they let me go because they said I had a bad attitude. After you did a clopin on Pride Weekend? Yeah. No, thanks. I made like $1,700 in, in a- three days. Holy shit. <laughs> Which was great. But that's not going to sustain you forever. You're going to get, you're going to pay rent one time and then you're like, fuck, what do I do? I mean, I had some sweet deal rent in New York. One of my places I lived at was $437. Another one was 600 was like the most I paid. Were you sharing like a, like the teensiest little space? Huge apartments, like far in like Inwood. Oh, everyone in New York right now hates you. Five bedroom apartments. You know, you have a ton of roommates. Oh, sure. Okay. But still, yeah. that's insane. I mean, that makes you be able to live the life of an artist out there. Exactly. Which is what you, uh, okay. Exactly. So, so you're worried. So that was Pride Weekend. So how many years into the New York experience are you at that point? It was probably four years in. I was like 23. Okay. So you stay there till you're 29. So for those next six years, are you like... Then I started working at Ellen's Stardust Diner in Times Square. Oh, okay. As a singing waiter. I have to know everything. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I did not. I swear to God, I did not know this when I asked him. Okay. Oh, you're the best. So Ellen Stardust Diner is like this famous diner in New York City where your waiters can be like as terrible as they are, but it's okay because they sing to you. Oh my God. I would, I would live <laughs> for this really experience. really bad waiters. And like, it's a $20 cheeseburger and like a oh $10 milkshake. So it's, it's like, like American food. It's like fifties themed, just like meatloaf, not the singer, but okay. um, <laughs> Which would actually be amazing. <laughs> it would be. It's pretty crazy. So I, yeah, I'd work there. They have breakfast shifts and I would open the restaurant at 6 a.m. No, no. And to be this, singing no. Don't Your Stop vocals. Believing at 7 in the morning. Would you be belting? Like, would you be like really singing? So there was a guitar version of it and I would do the whole thing like, just a small town girl, like oh, a 6 a.m. version. Yeah. Living in a lonely <laughs> world. Are there, were there tourists there at that time? Yes. School Living groups. for you. Oh my God. There's uh, in March they, they would do like the New York city trips, like from the local high schools and oh middle schools, God. bus, bus tours. No, 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 no. Oh man. That place was so dirty. Wait. And you weren't making any tips if it's all bus tours of like a bunch of school. So that groups. was New York city. Like you get paid what, like two bucks an hour yeah, and, that's then, was in Ohio. and then tips on it. Yeah. That was probably the most lucrative waiting job I ever had. Really? Ellen Stardust Diner was crazy. Because you would be... Sometimes it'd be 600 a shift. Come on! Because the food's so expensive, and there's okay. an autograt on... Uh, 20% autograt. Would on, people tip on top of that? Because mm-hmm. they were just like, oh, this person... They were tipping your voice. And, oh, and you get... Um, they would pass a tip bucket for singing. And we do crazy numbers. How, how did you ever get out of that job? Did you get fired? No, I got a show. Oh, I left. the best reason to leave yeah. a job. I booked a show and made oh. half the money. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I'm doing what I love, but I'm not making any money. Not hmm. making, can't pay my bills. <laughs> okay. uh, Ellen Service Diner. I served Katie Kirk once. I've oh. served Katie Kirk twice at two different restaurants that I worked at. Uh, I did not get fired from Ellen's, but I was in a class action lawsuit. Oh, really? (laughs) Wait, really? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I just said like, I I, I responded yes to not opting out of it. Okay. Because they, uh, the managers were like doctoring hours. So people weren't going overtime. (gasps) Oh, see, that's shitty. So you guys won't work there anymore. Also the old owner of the place. Oh, what was his name? Irving. Rest in peace. He, it's okay. He died doing what he loved. Um, (laughs) Waiting tables or owning restaurants. He was yelling at a server. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. At a different restaurant that he owned. Eric, you're like sitting on all of these these (laughs) gems of stories that I feel like we're barreling past because I'm trying to stick to this fucking, what? So Irving was this like very old, like very New York type of 
restaurateur where you know they like to cut cor- like like uh, crime boss type owner of a place. Oh yeah, definitely like to cut cu- cut corners. Did not. The, I feel like it was Trump before Trump, but Trump's always been Trump. That kind of guy. Like you okay. just know he's a, he's an asshole. And I remember him walking in to the morning shift sometimes, and he would just start yelling at <gasps> anyone he could. Just anyone. Anyone he could <sighs> yell at. Bussers, waiters, and one time I was singing a song and he didn't know what it was and he started yelling at me during the song in front of customers sure i just ignored him i just like <laughs> you're like i'm finishing this goddamn set. you're a professional eric that's why you finished your song good job you he was older than a boomer so whatever like <laughs> whatever the equivalent of okay boomer okay is. okay dinosaur okay dinosaur <laughs> um so he owned this other restaurant called pj clark's okay oh i've City. seen i've heard yeah that's a chain right it is a it is a chain okay yes so he was having dinner with his family and proceeded to berate his waiter in front of the whole restaurant. No. And then had a heart attack. And, and died. died. Full stop. Just died. In front of his family. In front of all the patrons. Holy God. And, you know, karma? I don't know. I know. Like, but if you were that server, wouldn't you be like, mm-hmm, but it, that's real time karma? Honestly, if he loved yelling at people, he did. He <laughs> died doing what he loved. You weren't being sarcastic. I was not being sarcastic. <laughs> it seemed like he really enjoyed it. <laughs> the thing that, okay, so like for non-restaurant employees out there that are listening. <laughs> so what Eric is explaining as far as the like New York crime boss cutting corners, like every restaurant I have ever ever worked for whether it was in new york ohio st louis la like didn't matter which restaurant i worked at everybody that owns a restaurant loves 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 telling you that they're not making any money that their overhead is huge because of the food and the labor and Mm -hmm. the whatever and that there's that they have to do all of these like i once had a manager tell me you've got to roll all your silverware off the clock because the business is is hurting we were making two dollars an hour and i was like (laughs) okay i guess that's right and i was 18 and i didn't know so we would do all this shit off the clock and not clock in no I have, yes, I have very similar experiences. Yeah. And so for everyone, another class action suit, it should be because you're working. Uh And the thing that's so hilarious is like, okay, I understand that food is a perishable good. So like, okay, I understand that that's an expense, but your labor costs, at least in Ohio and New York, we were making, like you said, two 13 an hour. Your labor cost is high, maybe because of the kitchen. But if, unless it's a Michelin star restaurant, you're not paying your chefs that much either. Right. And your kitchen staff, like the prep people, they're making minimum wage too. Like Mm -hmm. they're making more than two bucks an hour, whatever. We would have to tip them out. Yeah. So would we. In every job, well, every like, restaurant. Who's paying? Who's yeah. paying? Where's all the profit going to yeah. this place? Wait, oh, you're you're hurting for money. I don't understand. Oh, it, which penthouse do you have to give up? True. And have you? Did you guys have to tip out on tips or tip out on sales? We had to tip out on both. See, the last restaurant I worked at in LA before the club where I work now, we had to tip out on tips and. 40% of what I would make would go back to the house of tips. So like if someone was super generous when I was bartending and they'd be like, here, Kate, here's a hundred bucks. I knew 40 of that hundred was going back to the house Bye. and it would make, I quit. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. That's so shady. Agreed. Okay. So getting back to your timeline. So you're, so you, so that guy dies and you <sighs> yeah. book a show and then what eventually was like when you said it wasn't good for your soul or your heart anymore, what made you leave New York? Was it because the show wrapped or was it like you were just So the first show I booked, that is how I got to Montana. That was a regional theater production of Hair and that was only for 10 weeks. So I did that and then I had to go back to New York and go back to Winning Tables. Oh, for anyone that is not an artist, you don't know the pain of having a job wait for you, which is lovely. And Mm -hmm. the thing that you think you want, and then you go do this project that is you living your dream. And then you're like, and now I have to go get shit on by customers after I did this. I got a taste of this thing that I love. Yep. And now I have to just, and it's not an ego thing Mm -mm. at all. It's your heart hurts. Yes. You're like, cause you got a taste of this thing you've worked your whole life for. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, and that's over. Short contract. Uh, short contract. Uh. So I ended up going back to Ellen's and then one of the managers thought I was like the instigator of the entire lawsuit that they were going through, Get which out. was a sexual harassment thing. And they, th- it was an older, an old employee with just another white guy who looked like me. Like it, it wasn't even me. Like, <sighs> but I did end up getting like 300 bucks, I think from that. Oh, yippee. Whatever. <laughs> you, could, you can go to the bar. But that was because night. they were doctoring people's hours. Like that. They, they were doing an illegal thing. Yeah. They were doing an illegal thing. So I ended up working there kind of, and then I found another job. Oh God, where was I? Which place was this? Okay. Ellen started a diner. 
No, that was good money. Okay. And then <laughs> busboy. Oh, okay. So then I was auditioning for more shows, doing concerts. I was working at this place called the Ha Comedy Club in Times Square. It was really rough, but it was this, uh, uh. It, I, we were doing a thing called Broadway Sessions, which was like a weekly Tuesday night, like musical theater crowd. Oh, at the club. Well, to see that crowd probably tips their ass off and is fun. That was fun. And I we, can see that. we like had a really good, stupid time. It was Aww. just like we were we were um, outsourced employees. We didn't work for the hot comedy club. We worked. So were you just that Tuesday night, like mm-hmm. just for that? Cr- oh, okay, okay. So that was like once a week. And then I would host an open mic um, at the duplex. For singing or for comedy? For singing. Oh, that's so... They do open mic singing in, a, in New York. It starts at midnight, Fridays. I don't think they do it anymore. It was mostly Sondheim. Get oh. out of here. That's yeah. so cool. It was really fun. And then I had a waiter job working at Hillstone. Is that a brewery? A Hillstone is also known as Houston's. It's oh, like a chain. Oh, kill me. Yeah. Where everybody so. thinks it's a fancy high-end experience. So oh. let's let's talk about <laughs> Houston's. So this is the place where you have to take a timed IQ test. I'm sorry? And a personality test as oh. part of your interview. And you have to learn in within three training days how to hold three 16-ounce glasses in one hand. Unbelievable. Okay. Or you can't work there. Cool. And it's very corporate, very like you need to be a certain ter- type of personality to work there. And I'm really good at faking those tests. <sighs> so I got the job. Of course, because we all know what's on those tests. And then... Do you remember... Uh, wait, real quick. Do you remember an example of a question <sighs> that was on that? They're not like the Rorschach test. They're like... They were like the, the leading questions about like, if you experience this type of situation, what would you do? Mm. And you're like, I would, you know, tell the, the boss, of course. Immediately. You, immediately. <laughs> I would not handle it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to know that that they have a loyal employee. Sure, of kind course. Of a thing. Bar. So my natural thing anywhere I go is to, I want to brighten up a room. So I ended up getting, I was like, I would like hum at the waiter station and I don't know, I just had fun at work and people started noticing that, oh, life is like actually kind of exciting and your job doesn't have to be so depressing. And they started like kind of humming too. And the bosses kind of got wind of this like new presence. And they were like threatened by my happiness. At Are this you kidding job. me? So this, they, they had me sign a thing saying that I wasn't smiling enough in between tables and then paid me off. What? To, to leave. <laughs> It was also the worst paying waiter job I ever had. Because you, so you were like, I can't even justify this. See, everybody thinks if you work at a super fancy place, Mm-mm. you're going to end up getting a lot of money. But the problem is, is you it's not kiss ass, kiss ass, and you have to be there for like two or three years before you even before get you, like a it, better section. Or yeah, you'll never get a good shift, and also you have to tip out the salad preparer, and you have to tip out the cocktail server, yep. and the bartender, and sometimes the managers and the host. Like technically speaking, you're not supposed to. It's illegal to tip a manager, but it's weird how they work that like they, they work around it, it or the manager took two tables so, so the manager was technically serving so, oh it's, or like they'll book out they'll put their favorite people yep in sections yep for whatever relationships they have mm-hmm. and if they don't like you for whatever reason they don't you know share the love it's so exhausting okay so that was the that, so that was houston's. that was that was houston's okay oh then, man so then houston's I got like go for that. I was booking like readings and workshops and I was starting to get more notice in the theater community. And then I got a job at this other restaurant called Eatery, which is now closed because they had a class action lawsuit. Good Lord, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Over what? Adjusting hours. I was definitely a part of that. They would have us do stuff before we were clocked in, say that you can't clock in nope. until nope. you come in and roll, roll. your napkins. That's, it's so illegal. It is so illegal. And I, what you should do if that happens, you should go in there and break your fucking foot before you're clocked in and then sue the <laughs> sue hell their out of them. <laughs> And see, this is why it's like people like claim that we're such a litigious country and we are because everybody's so greedy. They're doing all this shysty shit. It's insane. Oh, it's insane. Greed is insane. In the restaurant industry specifically, because there's a lot of like under the table hand passed stuff Mm -hmm. that happens. Everyone's like, oh, you're just serving like burgers and fries. And it's like, no, there's this whole other layer of nonsense that you were adjusting everyone's hours for like 10 years and they settled for it they had they settled um out of court for a million dollars how did they get away with it for so long no because it's the it's the fear of not being able to have a job 
and that's what it is. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing that people don't recognize with restaurants, especially restaurants in New York, LA, Chicago, like where there's theater heavy or entertainment heavy markets. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, especially if they lure you with the juicy carrot of we'll hold your job whilst you go film this movie mm-hmm. or do this play or whatever. Then you're like, well, no restaurant would ever offer that. So I'm going to just look away when all, all this the elite- crazy stuff. Yes. Oh, it makes me anyway. Go ahead. So it's bonkers. it is bonkers. So I you- hear Ellen's is actually really great to work for now. My friends, they've since they've gone through like, you know, death and ownership and <laughs> management shit changes heart attack on the floor. and lawsuits. Like what? Uh, somebody who I worked with got thirty thousand dollars. Get the fuck out of here! Because they were there for like fifteen years, and there was also sexual harassment stuff. Well, come on. Which, but that's like at any restaurant. Not, I'm not justifying it. No, I think it's but terrible. it is part but of like it's part of the culture. culture. Yeah, and uh, you oh can my god, s- have you seen what's the waiting the movie with um, I've not Ryan seen Reynolds? It. Yeah, I've, oh it, no, I have seen it. Oh, where they're showing each other the the oh dicks. And you the, watch that movie back now, and you're like, whoa, yeah, we have come a long way. Yeah, we have, and also, <laughs> but but have. Because also a lot of that stuff still happens. (laughs) There has to be like some fun to some of it as long as nobody feels unsafe. Fair. I think that's right. Right. But I still can't get over the fact that you were, it was, you really think you got fired because you were singing too much and having a good time at work. I think that's why I got fired because I didn't fit the personality profile. Oh, because you needed to be this like uppity, Mm -hmm. I care what these people think of me, buttoned up. exactly. Yes. Wore a tie. Mm. The apron had to be like ironed. Oh, die in a fire. I can't, the day I have to You had to know the vocabulary of all the things. No. Oh, she boys. They're not. What is that? Those are wet napkins. (laughs) I'll die. Wet washcloths that you wash your hands with. (laughs) before you eat sushi because they had sushi at this place oh too. my god like it's the most I understand that that was really good I bet it was <laughs> and that's what people are paying for right yeah. and the experience and they want some people want that kind of restaurant I pretty much only worked at restaurants that I could either sing at or I like their food would they feed you at that place yeah no uh, that place was staff like schlop oh yeah that's the the buffet style yeah. like here guys we made you same this. with the MoMA the mama was like, I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And you're like, what's in this? We don't know. Just eat it. Okay. <laughs> and you're poor enough that you're Leftover like. Leftover steak tartare <laughs> like, mixed with rice <laughs> and eggs. And on some level, that sounds good. You're like, I got it. I guess sure. I'll do it. Oh, Ellen's eatery. They closed. Oh, I'm like to- kind of toxic for. Yeah, you are. Wait. So what was the other class action lawsuit you were saying? The There was a new one. You oh, the eatery in? one was the, uh, the, they settled for a million dollars and what was it? That was all sexual that harassment. Was, that, that was, was that not sexual harassment. That was adjusting hours. Oh, that was there. Mm-hmm. So wait, you worked at two places Both that places adjusted, adjusting hours. Get out of here. And within three blocks of each other. <laughs> it's so weird. It's <laughs> as if they were talking and said, you could get away with this thing. Okay. So that is how many years into New York is that experience? That was right. So I quit the eatery job because I booked a Broadway show. Um, my first Broadway show. I feel so good. That's just the best thing ever. When that happened. So that summer I was up for American Idol the voice holy shit and godspell on broadway and i got the voice and godspell you've been on the voice i didn't i said no you did so i went through the whole process uh they asked me to come to the producer rounds which is only like 200 people but at least back in season two yeah so pretty much everyone who goes to the producer round does the as as far as i know goes to um the auditions okay the blind auditions okay where we the what that we see (sighs) as a television audience the first thing we see with the with the button pushing and all that stuff okay um and that was a crazy like three month interview process. And why did you say no? It was in my second day of rehearsals for Godspell. And mm-hmm. I had a 401k and a year contract at, you know, 2000 bucks a week. And you're like, it's hard to say no to that. It's hard to say no. And that's the thing as an artist is like when you are presented with two opportunities, which PS almost never happens. But if you are presented yeah. with two, you're like, this is actually the, this is Sophie's choice. Like literally I, that was almost, that was eight years ago. And I have never had that many op- awesome like choices back to back since then. God, it's a, I've had great things happen, but never like you have to choose between this awesome thing and this other this amazing, thi- amazing thing. So would you do the voice again? Would you? Yes. Like, would you really, would they let you? I'm campaigning to do it actually because I, uh, I started making a video. Kelly Clarkson is like my favorite and she's um, a judge now or a coach. I have a lot of friends who've been on it since Ugh. then. And I think it's time that they have somebody on the voice that actually becomes a musical sensation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> isn't it interesting that like that? Not that a one. It? No. And like American Idol, though, we can think back to like, okay, Clay Aiken, Ruben Stuttered, Kelly we Clarkson. Can name a lot of them. Yeah. But that's so, Carrie Underwood. Fantasia she was American Brino, Idol. Fantasia Brino. Yeah. Jennifer like Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer Hudson was American Idol. She was uh, fifth place. 
holy shit, I didn't know that. But like, think of it. So at the beginning of that, but now I'm like, are there, I mean, it's, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's been 17 seasons. So, so it's, they, they pump them out and the show's a really great formula, but it's all about, you know, is it your time? Yeah, that's fair. Is it your time? Do you have the right plan? Do you have a message? Do you have good music? Are you working with the right songwriters? There's been some like there's this one girl who I don't I don't quite know her name, but she does really cool, like very artsy pop and does like has really cool shows. She's like a I want to say grungier uh, Lady Gaga meets Sia, but like oh, very emo pop. Cool. Yeah. And she's she's from The Voice or she's she was from... on The Voice. OK. She's like two tone hair, like black and white. I'll have to look her up. OK. But you think it's time for The Voice to get. I, yeah. Just some. I feel like people are craving like no auto tune and like yeah. human voices and something that is going to bring people together. And usually that happens when it's like a real human, non-affected voice i totally agree with that because raw soul to soul yeah so you get those opportunities you choose broadway which makes sense Mm -hmm. i get that and then how long was the broadway run that was nine months okay that's a good deal so it was a good chunk and it fell over um two taxable years so (laughs) (laughs) for non-artists out there that is exactly what you want because you get to do write-offs because were you 1099 then or were you w2 for broadway Broadway was w2 oh okay but still uh, actually, like it was not great money. Really? Well, you're doing what eight shows a week? I was an offstage understudy, so I would get a bump in pay every time I go on. Oh, that's gotta feel nice. It was pretty good. I- um, but you're not performing every night, which is not as fun. Yeah. And after taxes, my paychecks were just shy of nine hundred dollars for a week. two. Oh no 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 no! In New York, guys, I know that that sounds like a lot of money if you're listening and you're not in New York or LA. That is, you you it can is. you're barely surviving in New York on that. Like I couldn't. You, you're supposed to make four times your rent. Mm-hmm. You cannot find a single room in Manhattan for less than a thousand dollars. Yeah. You just got lucky with some of your rent experiences somehow. And that, like, I was with somebody at the time who owned his apartment. Well, like there you go. My, yeah, my ex. So you're right. That's, that's why people, and I was up. still paying him a thousand dollars a month. Uh, this is why in LA and New York, you get in a relationship with someone that owns. Cause you're like, it ups their real estate <laughs> yeah. as a person yeah. so much. You're like, Oh wait, I'm sorry. What? Okay, cool. So then how long until you came to LA? So Broadway happened, then it ended and then I was kind of floating around, split up with the guy I was with, started doing um, Atlantis Gay Cruises, oh, fun. performing on those, which was really fun. Okay. And then I would uh, teach in Montana and I was like an accountant's assistant. And then I started emceeing at the singing diner. Oh, really? Which was fun. Okay. And with like my four job, I had four random jobs as a babysitter, took these kids to uh, a weekly tap class that was, they Come were on. in the same class as Louis C.K.'s kids. So, um. I got to sit next to Louis C.K. a few times. (laughs) We're going to just brush right past that. That's neat. (laughs) Okay. And then so you do odd jobs for a while. And then I did odd jobs. And I was like doing the same thing over and over again, dating somebody that wasn't really, it wasn't going to work. And I didn't want to do theater anymore. I hated going to auditions. They look at your body and basically like size you up. And I had them... one time my feedback was like is he sexy is his waist small enough like i had one person comment your forearms are really long like is there any way you can work on those get the fuck out of here yeah i'm just gonna fucking chop off my own forearms yeah i'll just modify (sighs) modify my body you think la is like intense for physical appearance new york new york musical theater new york is like hard next level hardcore the pressure is insane is it even fun then I guess if you're on the right drugs, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which weed is still not legal. Which is hilarious to me because everybody's doing literally everything else there. uh, Yeah. Oh my God. It doesn't actually snow in New York. That is (laughs) cocaine. The cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine. Actually, it snows in LA sometimes too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've been to the the comedy club on the Sunset Strip. Oh, you have where oh, where there's uh, I, went, I remember one time I went to the restroom and I was like, somebody had left a bunch like on the like top a line? of the toilet. Like, a, like I was like, that's a waste. <laughs> <laughs> you were more offended by Man. the waste. 
Like that's that's a bad drug person. Um, well, or someone who's <laughs> already abuse. had. E- oh, okay. Drug abuse. <laughs> <laughs> when do you come to LA? Two thousand. What did you say it was? I moved here three years ago. Three years ago. Um, okay. So I was living in Montana. Yeah. Busting tables at my friend's sushi restaurant. Going back to that, and then um, I was only going to be there for like six months just to get away from things. Sure. I just wanted to like chill. So I didn't want anyone to stare at my body and like. Tell, tell you what was wrong tell with me it. what was wrong with it and uh, they like gained 30 pounds and i was like i don't care and good job you i yeah i was like strong and drinking beer and happy so then i moved to la and then all the neuroses came back no uh, um that, well yes <laughs> but also yes Kinda. um <laughs> but i had met my now husband on Aww. scruff which is an app for homosexuals to the homosexuals <laughs> yes and um, wait not grinder grinder's the only one i know about grinder and scruff is like the hairier grinder oh bears bears is that offensive is that term offensive no okay good good oh to my know. god is anything if everything's offensive know. everything everything i'm offended okay no. good um get out <laughs> bye <laughs> so you wait you met your husband on that app that's i met him best. on an app he popped up on a global screen i don't know what that means. so when you open the app it shows yeah. you like who's online around the world oh he's like an example of like a hot dude they have on the app mm-hmm. way to lock that down and then i was on his global screen get out oh that's fake so we started talking within the first conversation. We, after exchanging dick pics, we exchanged numbers. And <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> is that normal? Is it yeah. dicks first? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> and then we started just talking for months. And then for my 30th birthday, I flew to LA to meet him. And I was moving here anyways in the fall. So I was like, I should probably, you know, go to LA a few times. See this, before I just see, see this city before I just blindly come. Exactly. And I had enough friends here. But I ended up staying with him for like two weeks and met his parents on our second date. Wait, you guys are like lesbians. You like yeah. like moved in together. I met his ex on our first date. Get out. Oops. <laughs> Wait, was it not on purpose? His ex just happened to be in no, a place? He, or- uh, our first date, after he picked me up from the airport, the next morning we were going to see Snow White and the Huntsman. Aww, <laughs> With a big group cute. of friends. And, and the ex was there? And the ex came to meet us at the apartment and we all rode to the theater together. And then I sat in between him and his ex at the movie theater. Wow, that's uh, that's that's uh, mature. And now we're like all really good friends. Like all of us are really great friends. Amazing. Okay, so you fall in love, you make it to LA, Mm -hmm. and then you're like goodbye theater. I'm like I'm over it. Yes. Well, what I what I didn't like was I would only work for this theater company in Montana ten weeks, and I'd be one week shy of getting health insurance, and it was costing the theater. It cost them two hundred and fifty extra dollars a week per actor per equity contract. Jesus Christ. But you'd have saw none of that. And that doesn't go to anyone who's not getting union benefits. That sucks. So where does all this money go for people that aren't getting the union benefits Mm. who are in the union? Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure what the policies are now. I think you can opt into health insurance, but you're not really getting contributions to your 401k. It's just doesn't make any, you're paying dues for what, for what, Oh, that would make me crazy. So I I wrote a letter. I resigned. From the union, guys. That's what you're talking about. From the union. And then they got to, you know, I got to work for the same theater company and they can hire me whenever they want. And they would. And they can just pay me more. Ah, that's nice. And so you did that for a while. mm -hmm. And then you came to LA. And then I came to LA. Okay. And I I had like no jobs. Okay. I cashed out my 401k from Broadway. (laughs) Okay. I get it. I it so get it. It was not even a ton of money. I get it. But I was like, <laughs> like that $30 is coming to me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that is you now. Mm-hmm. We're here now. Okay. You're here. So I hope you guys enjoyed your apps. That was, that was, you guys got a long app experience. You oh, guys got yeah. brought nachos and That's all right. the mozzarella sticks, all that happened. And oh, now, right, oh, it isn't so good. Now we're going to move on to the entrees after a quick break. We are back, and now it's time to move on to the entrees, which is the super speedy question round. But some of these you've answered, yes. but still keep going. Prefix. Yeah, these are... Oh, that's what I'm... I, thank you. You're welcome. Eric, you're good at this. You're better at this <laughs> than I am. Okay, what was your first job ever? Roundtable pizza, answering telephones, and folding boxes for three days. Why did it only last three days? Because I was also interviewing for Cold Stone, Cold Stone Creamery, where you can sing for tips. So Cold Stone won out. Cold Stone won out. What city was that in? That was in San Jose, California. I was 16. Okay. How many customer service jobs would you say you've had? Feel free to take time and count. He's counting, folks. Uh, I would say between 10 and 15. Holy, that's a lot. Okay. Which was your favorite job? Favorite job in customer service? Yes. Ooh. I would say emceeing at Ellen Stardust Diner. Okay. 
And that was the heart attack guy or no? Heart yeah, but after he had gone. After he had gone. Okay. After he had moved on. <laughs> after he did what he loved. Uh, least favorite job in customer service. Probably. Uh, so I finally, I see the sunny side of stuff, but probably pieces just because I was touched a lot. Uh, and you didn't like that. Mm, yeah. I had to yell at people uh, quite a bit. That would upset me you too. You shouldn't have to do it. No. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever been asked while on the clock? <laughs> <laughs> let's take pieces out of the equation that, that job didn't happen let's just ask for like at Coldstone or at Ellen's um, weirdest thing I've ever been asked on the clock probably like for my number oh that felt weird too yeah were you actually you can answer were you actually asked for sex was that did that come up oh my god I was I've been asked for drugs at jobs I've been asked for tons of shit okay people what, are horrible they are what's the weirdest modification if you served what was the weirdest modification that you were asked oh my god I would say okay there was this guy who would order vodka grenadine well that sounds yummy see but I'm a sugar person that sounds- he would ask for like 20 maraschino cherries it was oh, disgusting. That's weird. It was too many. That's way. That's about. That's like about it would fourteen stain my too fingers. many. Ew, weird. Yeah, would he drink gross. it, and or would he like he'd, play with and it? And he'd eat all the cherries. Eat all the cherries, so they would soak up the booze. And I, probably, and I'd be like, "You, I do not want to see your arteries." Oh God. Just, also, do that shit at home, folks. The, if you're gonna make a modification like that, you you ain't got home training. You just stay home. Here are things that you can order at a bar: something on the rocks, a beer, a wine or a sensible mixed drink with something and a soda. Yeah. All of that is right. And listen, if you're in like <laughs> New Orleans and you get a hurricane, they've already got those things on tap. Yes. So they don't have to use the blender. It's oh my God. Not a Pre-made big deal for them. margarita. Pre- all sure. day. Sure. If you're ordering a martini that's not at a fancy restaurant, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thank you. The number of people that order them so specifically like up dry, like all of the, at, at the comedy club. And they I'm don't like, even know what it means. No. And then I'll ask them. They'll order something like, like I asked one guy just because I was being an asshole. I know what's in a greyhound, but like I didn't think he knew. He was like, I want a greyhound. And so Is that I just grapefruit. Yeah, it's great. It's grapefruit and vodka. Like yeah. it's very simple. Yeah, it's yeah. a very simple drink. But some places put lime juice. It just depends if they're being mm-hmm. fancy. And I go, okay, cool. What's in it? And he was like, it's a greyhound. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But like, w- w- I just have to tell the bartenders because we don't have a button for it because we don't. I knew what was in it, but I was like, just right. to, because I, because he was doing that very privileged, um, older, you rich, white know. man thing that. Ugh. And so I was like, okay. Um, I was like, well, I'll just see if the bartenders know. And like, I, you could see that he was like frustrated, but also like, what's in a Greyhound? And I'm like, you he, even, did, he, not he did not know. know. He, anyway. Okay. I'm being an asshole. Back to questions. Um, what incident that you've had with customers or incidents made them ask to speak with your manager? Ooh. Or were there ever? Never. Really? I was a really good waiter. Okay. I only, so my goal was if I ever had like a super difficult person Mm -hmm. was to make them smile. That was it. Yeah. So would you be able to talk them off the ledge if they were just being like really crazy? Good for you. So what if they like, it's a special skill. What if they called you outside of your name? Did they ever? Uh, no. Wow. You, wow. All right. I'm never airing this podcast. You're an asshole. <laughs> um, I think I kind of know that you may have already answered this. What was the last straw that got you out of like your last, like, I, well, cause you were doing it for fun, the busing table. So what's like, do you have a last straw of a job that you left that wasn't like, Oh, I went and booked a gig or like I'm moving. Was there something where you were so, like, fuck this place? The brief little stint I had gone back to Ellen's after I booked the, the hair show. Mm-hmm. I was in and they weren't, the restaurant was empty and they insisted on having 14 servers oh, for fuck's sake. on and I had, I knew it was a waste of my time but to all, be there. And I'm jumping in because also, aren't they the same people that bitch about labor all the time? It's like yeah. clearly labor actually isn't your, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And they should have cut down to like five two. people. Yeah. If there were no one. Okay. It's two floors. Oh. And I uh, took off my apron and I walked out. Good job. And did you never go back? Nope. Good job, you. Did you get your last check? No. Because two bucks an hour. Yeah, you give the shit. It was like maybe 20 bucks or something. <laughs> You're like, y'all can keep that. Yeah, it's fine. I'm a go. It's good. But okay. see, even then I got to go back and MC, but after I was on a Broadway show. Yeah. They Well, they like the cachet of you yeah. probably at that point. Okay. How many bodily fluids have been on your body whilst on the clock? All of them? Have you ever been barfed on, like bled on? Any definitely. I mean, I worked pride. So yeah, definitely barf. Uh, Were you barfed on? Um, yes. Oh God. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm just thinking the last time I was barfed on was my husband. So that Aww, was really, bless him. He drank a little too much one night. But you weren't serving him. You were just being I was a good husband. Serving him. I was being he took like took off his shirt that had vomit on it and like shook it off Ew. onto me. Oh, I was okay. like, how but, uh, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> did that so at Pride, did you get did you get physically barfed on at Pride? Um no, it was more like he stepping it. Or it gets near you. Um, but like he's making it sound like it is also just in like a really fun celebratory experience that that happens. It also happens at just a regular nightclub or a regular bar. I've oh, been, yeah. I've been barfed people, on. I've people been. have like just hurled it like on a Monday night. Yes. In an empty bar. And you're like, you're like, what's going on in your life? Like, I have to clean that up. Someone, Ugh. someone has to physically make sure that barf doesn't just stay there. There is a bathroom. It's so close. Ten feet like, away. Like so close. Like ten it's so close. You can touch the doorknob if you just stand up. So I would say most of the gross experience ha- probably happened at pieces. Okay. Pieces. Yeah. Okay. Do you tip? Do I tip? Mm-hmm. Like when I, when you go out and like go to a restaurant. Oh bar. yeah. You do. Okay. Let's talk about tipping. <laughs> yes. Because it is. It's so customary. I don't know if it's, I hope it doesn't last forever. I hope wages just increase and people make a real great living. Living wage. Yes. Because then, then people won't have as much power over you as <sighs> restaurant owners. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like tipping is a way to get out of uh, being fair. hundred percent. I 1000% agree. And can we both agree that the, the minimum wage in LA, which I think now is twelve seventy five in certain parts, certain cities, I think it's West Hollywood, I think is up to 15, up to 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, West Hollywood. And I think Santa Monica is also 15, but mm-hmm. other, everything else that didn't buy themselves out of LA is twelve seventy five. I think we can agree that even 15, you can't live on out here. You can't live on less than 20 something an hour for 20. I think it's $23 an hour at 40 hours a week. And even then you have to at 40 hours a week. And even then you have to have a roommate. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Which is not the America that our our baby boomer elders <laughs> imagined for us. I agree. But sorry, so go back to tipping. So you 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 I'd envision a world tip where twenty plus percent. Always okay. twenty, thirty. If I'm there and I'm having an, an experience. Yes. I the lines get a little blurred if you're if sitting at a bar. I was you know, old school cash bar. I cut my teeth on those. And you don't tip 20% per drink. No, that's crazy. That's like a dollar a drink. Yeah. Especially if the bartender's literally like uh, three feet from you. I agree. Yeah. If you're not getting anything crazy. Yeah. This whole like 20% thing blanket for everything, like 20% included gratuity for like counter service at veggie girl. That's crazy. Or like uh, on Grubhub, I'll get delivery. There's a $3 delivery fee and then it suggests you tip 25 to 30%. Good Lord. So like I ordered, I ordered two sandwiches last night and it was like, would you like to tip $7 on your $29 for two sandwiches for two sandwiches? And you're like, this is insane because it's just Grubhub getting money and not having to pay their drivers. And you also don't know if the drivers are going to see all of that because it may or may not show up on their checks. Exactly. Okay. Shady shit. So you do 20% or more. Oh yeah. Always, always, always. Have you ever not tipped? No. Really? Even what if the service was the worst? Probably like I would tip like maybe 15 if it's Really? really bad. What if the server said like, fuck you? Like really like was ridiculous. Oh my God. I've never had that happen. Well, you wouldn't, you have good energy, but like, and if they said, if they got like really dark and fuck you, I'd maybe say something to a manager actually. Okay. Like if you're, you know, but you would treating people that way. Yeah. I would tip a little bit. Okay. Because sometimes a low tip is even more of a fuck you than no tip. Thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've had someone leave a like stack of a pennies dollar. on a table. Oh, yeah. Man. And I was like, you forgot your change. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I just handed it right back to him. Um, have you ever been stiffed? Yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. What was the context? Just people. It, it Usually it was in the high volume Ellen's because it's just tourists lying out the door, rotating, yep. and, and people just get up and leave. Yep. I want to dispel a myth right now. And I'm going to say this on the podcast for as long as I can. Getting stiffed is very often not a reflection of the service that you received. Oh, it never. is. They just didn't want to. They were making a point, sticking it to the man, didn't feel like they needed to. They're I've stealing. Had, yeah. Because we have to tip out on what we serve to them. Mm-hmm. So I've already said this. I'm repeating myself. Okay. <laughs> um, I, my next question was going to be, were you ever fired from a customer service job? But basically so all, all of your the, jobs, all of, yeah. the, all of the every job. What's the worst customer you've ever had to interact with? Oh, man. I mean, I'm sure I've had like high maintenance people before. But nothing that sticks out. Nothing that sticks out. Just people who constantly ask for little things when they could just ask for all, 
it all at once. Please tell, explain to the people why this is annoying. If you want a ranch dressing, just just fine. Have your ranch. Totally fine. And I will get it for you. Mm -hmm. And then you also want a Diet Coke. And then you also want fries. Order them all at the same same time. time. We're already at your table. You know you want all three things. Say all three things. Just say it. All three. We even ask. We prompt you. Is there anything else? Anything else. else, Because I'm right here. I'm here and you're not going to see me for a minute. Because (laughs) there's a lot of other people in this room. You know what's weird? They're not the only customers in the restaurant. Ah, that is, I wish people got it through their heads that they are not the only people on the planet. Well, hello. Hello. That's a larger issue. That's like driving in LA. (laughs) Yes. Hello. Wake up. (laughs) Okay. Now for the last segment, we're going to get on to the good stuff. Oh, dessert. We hoped we everybody saved room for dessert. Smart man. Okay. But first we're going to take a break. Okay, we're back <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> what was the nicest thing a customer has done for you while you were working? Oh, I've gotten really fat tips before. Give me an example, please. Like hundreds of dollars, like 200 bucks, 100 bucks. Holy shit. For nice what? Nice notes, especially Aww. when I was like singing. Oh, and they would like compliment your voice. Yeah. Katie Carrick tipped me pretty well. Really? She was, it was like one of her last, she was taking everybody out to lunch after she was like, being let go from CBS, I think. I don't remember, but probably, it was a yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, I've yeah, I just I, I've had really nice experiences with with people being generous, which is nice. That is always nice. And what's the best lesson you've learned, like working in any of the customer service jobs, or what's one a lesson that you were like, this is? This I think is we crave human interaction, and mm. we need. To, uh, I think the one of the best lessons I've learned is that we're all just people who are trying to get through the day. Oh, that's true. And that that goes for like your waiter might be having a hard day. Oh, weird. And <laughs> the human being in front of you serving you food. Yeah, might be. you're not the only person in the room. And I think everybody should work in customer service. Say it again, boo. I think everyone should work in customer service. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> Why do you feel that way? At least once in their lives because they need to see what it's like to, to interact with other humans on that level. So you don't treat people like shit. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, it shouldn't require that to not treat people like shit, but yet we no, know it does. No, we know, we it, know does. it does. I've, you know, in New York and LA, especially there's, there's a lot of entitlement. Oh, that word. I was just thinking that I was like, Oh, cause they're entitled. Nobody owes you anything. anything ever. Nobody owes anyone anything. Anything ever. Your parents don't even owe you something like it'd no. be great if they kept you alive your whole life. That's great. But they don't owe you anything. Nobody owes no. you anything. Nope. Nope. No. And especially not the city you've chosen to move to doesn't mm-hmm. owe you anything. Thank you. Agreed. What's one piece of advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Be nice. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. And don't fake it or just be clear with what you want. Mm -hmm. Don't monopolize people's time. Mm -hmm. uh, What else? These are all great. (laughs) Don't get too wasted. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Although God bless. There have been, uh, you know, we've all had those nights, but yeah. We sure have. You gotta have one. Yeah. Don't be a regular at a place and get too wasted. Oh no. That's intense. Okay. And finally, what is, if you could go back and tell your younger customer service self something, what would you, what would you tell yourself to like get yourself through it? Just go to work. Don't call out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you will want that extra $230. Yes, you will. It. Yes, you will. Okay. Thank Suck you. it up. <laughs> we should just end it there. Thank you so much for being here. How can people get in touch with you, Eric Crop? So you can go to my Instagram at Eric M. Crop with a K. Crop like crop a photo, but with a K. Amazing. Eric with a C. Don't fuck it up. And uh, <laughs> same for Twitter is at Eric M. Crop, I believe. Yes, that oh. is correct. Yes. Well I, done it's you. It's like it was planned. Way to be universally, you know, consistent. That's yeah. good. And I have links to my music on both of those things. Twitter is horrible. So follow <laughs> me definitely, definitely if you're, if you're a Russian bot, I really want you to follow me. <laughs> is that your preference? Russian bots over everything? Yeah. Okay, great. Do you want the bots to listen to your music too? Yeah, please, Russia, if you're listening. <laughs> can we stream uh, me? <laughs> and we can hear you on Spotify? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spotify, Amazing. SoundCloud. I got a couple tracks with this DJ, DJ Danny Toro. Oh, cool. So if you're like into like the, the gay club scene. Is it D-A-N-N-Y? D-A-N-I. D-A-N-I. T-O-R-O. DJ Danny Toro. Okay, awesome. And we can, and your professional name is Eric Krop or is it Eric, Eric Michael Krop? 
So we got to do all three. EMK. EMK. We got to find you that way. Okay. We're going to drop checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here, service from hell. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen, please. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. Remember, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you so much for being here, Eric. You're the best. You're the best. Oh, yeah.